this NFL Week 16 Saturday Games Betting Picks edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off first for your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time makes a perfect holiday gift. Just sign up at GameTime.co and use promo code CFBX for $20 off. That's GameTime.co using promo code CFBX. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, December the 22nd, currently 135 on the East Coast. Here to do a special episode for the two Saturday games on the NFL Week 16 schedule. And joining me here to help me break down both games, you guys know him as a voice here, of course, on the NFL Gambling Podcast, the MLB Gambling Podcast, and the NBA Gambling Podcast. It's Lante Smith. Lante, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Pretty good, man. Uh, good to be here with you, breaking down these few games. Wish they were better uh, games, per se. Well, we got one intriguing game. I guess Cincinnati-Pittsburgh is pretty intriguing. But, uh, yeah, man, looking forward to breaking it down with you um, and hopefully getting right out of some of these. Yeah, I know another week here with Saturday games here. Like you mentioned, we got the uh, AFC North battle, the Cincinnati Bengals. They are in the Steel City to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then we have the surging quotation marks uh buffalo bills headed to to take on uh sorry headed to la as you take on the chargers in that game as they are trying to fight for their playoff lives are the buffalo bills but um yeah hopefully we can keep the one short and sweet and then get this out to our listeners and hopefully we put some more money in the pockets of our listeners uh for this weekend before uh christmas and maybe some additional gifts coming uh, for our listeners as far as um, Christmas uh, goes and the holiday season. Uh, Lante, let's just dive right into it, my man. Let's get into the first game here. We got the Cincinnati Bengals. They are in uh, Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. They are currently sitting as a three-point favorite now in this game with a total of um, 38. Uh, Let's get into the injury report here for both of these teams. Obviously, for the Cincinnati Bengals, it will be another start. For Mr. Jake Browning, who has looked pretty good uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals over the course of the last couple of weeks here. They did get the victory against the Minnesota Vikings last week in overtime, 27 to 24, and they took care of business against the Indianapolis Colts, 34 to 14. But um, looking at the injury report for both of these teams here, start here with the Bengals. Jamar Chase is going to be out for this game. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. He wasn't in practice on Thursday. He's officially been ruled out. Um DJ Ivy cornerback was placed on the IR. He's dealing with a knee injury uh, and also defensive tackle DJ reader. Uh, that's a big loss there on the line there. He has a quadriceps injury. He was put on the IR as well. Um, Cam Taylor Britt is supposed to come back uh, from the IR. Not sure if it will be this game or not, but uh, he should be back sooner rather than later for the secondary of the Cincinnati Bengals for the Pittsburgh Steelers here, Lante. Uh, we've got on their injury report, Trenton Thompson 
Safety is dealing with a neck injury. He is out for this game. We know Kenny Pickett uh, is going to be out for this game as well. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick is out for this game as well. He's dealing with a knee injury uh, and is uh, did not practice on Tuesday and has already been ruled out for this game. Um, and that is pretty much it. Uh, it is going to be Mason, Rud- Mason Rudolph going to start here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Currently, they are catching three points here against the Cincinnati Bengals in a division game. Lante, what are you thinking about this total? Or sorry, the side here. Yeah, uh, I mean, interesting game per se. Uh, usually, in a spot like in, if all things were equal, this would probably be a spot that um, the Steelers would be probably the sharper side. But you know, kind of the unknown with Rudolph making his first start in the last two years. Um, the top three safeties out for Pittsburgh, and yeah, just a lot of unknown. <clears throat> excuse me, on the Pittsburgh side, and I mean, just even with all that, I can't get to three with Cincinnati. I made the game more like pick. Um, even with the, you know, it's not really, I don't think it's a downgrade from Trubisky to Rudolph. I mean, maybe a slight tick up. Just, I mean, we haven't seen it, but I, I guess the guys are rallying around Rudolph. If you see some of the reports uh, that are coming out, the guys really like him. Um, so that's, you know, he's got a positive in this direction right there. Not sure all the guys were a fan of, uh, of Trubisky. But yeah, just core number wise, I couldn't get to three. Um, so I would, I, I'll probably be on the Pittsburgh side, just seeing if it goes up a little bit more. You know, the, the loss, you mentioned it, of uh, Reader is big for the interior of that defensive line because Cincinnati was already poor against the run with him, uh, 28, uh, is this 20- yeah, 28th in rushing yards allowed. Um, and they struggled defending Najee Harris uh, in that game with Reader, who had 99 yards uh, in that first meeting that they won, that the Pittsburgh won 16 to 10. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably be on Pittsburgh here. I just, you know, Cincinnati coming off three straight wins. Uh, the the addition of I mean, the um, loss of Chase, who had four for um, 81 in that first meeting, uh, I think that's going to be big. Uh, Higgins wasn't didn't play in that first matchup either, but they held Cincinnati to 222 total yards. Um, I mean, it was Browning's first start, but again, the the numbers are what the numbers are. But if you look at like some of his, his advances, like average depth of target, um, doing the things, he's not really stretching the field. He had that one throw to Higgins, but. It wasn't really a good throw, more of a, a good catch and, you know, uh, stretch uh, by Higgins. But not, not taking anything away from him, but I just don't think that he's as good as, as his numbers indicate. You know, uh, the safeties being out is to the advantage of Brown and to be able to get the ball to Higgins and, and Boyd to a certain extent. But I like Pittsburgh here, man. I think they win the game outright, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I don't like some of the things that, you know, Higgins, I know you've Probably seen some of the stuff that was going on with Pickens and um, a lot liking some of the stuff that that's coming out with him. But I, I think this is a Pittsburgh yeah. spot. Uh, yeah, this is a Pittsburgh spot. Um, this is you know they they had a they had a good game, but it was the first game without Canada uh, in the first matchup. So you know it's always hard to decipher you know first game bumps uh, versus what they have been since then. But I do think Rudolph is. Is being priced like he's you know two points worse than than Trubisky, and I don't think that's the case. So uh, I'm going with Pittsburgh here. Uh, I think win the game outright. Yeah, I thought uh, three was a lot here for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, this number was around I want to say two or two and a half this morning, and then shot up to three now. So I think that you're right about Mason Rudolph. I, I don't think that he's necessarily a downgrade. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers at that starting quarterback position. But I also don't think it's lateral. I think that he's slightly better, if not a little bit better, than Mitchell Trubisky. And I think that 
when you talk about quarterbacks seizing the opportunity, I think this is the, the opportunity again for Mason Rudolph because we saw it a couple of seasons ago where he did come in. I think it was at the time when Big Ben was still the quarterback for the Steelers. I mean, for those couple of first games that he did pretty well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you also take a look at the uh, Cincinnati Bengals here in division games since last season. Lante, they haven't been very good in these division spots. So over the last, um, so including last season and this year, the Cincinnati Bengals in the division Four and seven straight up, three and eight against the spread. I believe they're winless this season in that division. Yeah, they're 0 and 4 straight up and 0 and 4 against the spread. Now, these two teams did match up back on November 26th in week 12, and the Steelers did get the victory in that game 16 to 10. I believe that was a game their DTR started for the Browns, if I'm not mistaken. But I love the spot here for uh, the uh, rushing attack here for the uh, Steelers. I know we'll get to that here, uh, player props, in a minute, but. I think that three was too many points. You take a look at also Mike Tomlin in situations as a division dog since the 2015 season, 13 and six, sorry, 13, six and one uh, against the spread, 68.4%, 11 and nine straight up in those spots as as well for uh, Mike Tomlin in the Steelers. I know a lot of that was with Big Ben, but I think that this is an opportunity now, they're still fighting for something. They're still fighting for the playoff spot, right? So I think it's a big game for both teams here, uh, especially for uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That if they do lose this game, they can probably kiss their chances of making the playoffs goodbye. Uh, one more note here. Uh, since the 2015 season, under the Mike Tomlin era, the Steelers in division games, 36-17-1 straight up, 33-18-3 uh, towards the under. So I, I think it's an opportunity where Mike Tomlin gets his guys rallied he made that quarterback change for a reason, right? I think that Mason Rudolph, like you mentioned, I think it's definitely better than Mitchell Trubisky because he makes a lot of questionable decisions uh, more times than not does Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. So I think that Mason Rudolph will be a little bit more careful for the football. I think it'll be a little bit more sharper, more, a little bit more decisive as well, be, uh, Mason Rudolph. And again, going up against the Cincinnati Bengals defense, like you mentioned, that gives up a lot of yardage. And if you also do want to protect Mason Rudolph in this game, you can always hand the ball off to Jalen Warren, Najee Harris. I know there was a couple of uh, clips circulating on Twitter earlier this week against the Colts where he had an opportunity to uh, go left, but he ended up going right into the defender of this uh, Indianapolis Colts last week. So, you know, those are the type of differences in the game here. But I think that, you know, this might be a big week for uh, running backs on both sides of, the, of this game. Yeah. We'll talk about player props here in a minute. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I like to see this year plus the three, especially at home um, um, in this game. Yeah. Um, the running back thing is, is a good uh, – I forgot to bring it up. Yeah, they uh, – yeah. Cincinnati, they struggle defending um, running backs. Uh I mean, Pittsburgh does. I'm sorry. So, you know, I think both sides should have some success. Like, if you look at um, the the recent success of uh, running backs, Sermon and Goodson, who are two backups, they had 65 yeah. yards each uh, versus Pittsburgh, yeah. both average over five yards per carry. Zeke had 20-plus touches for 140 yards. Connor had 25 for 105. So, yeah, I think, you know, Mixon, Chase Brown could have have good days. But on the opposite side, I think that, you know, Najee and Jalen Brown could have success too. Uh, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, all right. Lots of before we do it, let's give our thoughts on the total here for this game. Uh, let me tell everyone about uh, Price Picks. Look, Price Picks is one of the best daily fantasy sports, if not the daily fantasy sports platforms out there. It's so fun to play on uh, Price Picks. I've made a lot of money over on Price Picks, and, you know, I want to get you guys in on the action as well. So, Price Picks. 
it's pretty simple, man. You can go to their app or their website, and all you have to do is just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. It's pretty much that simple. And also with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League tab, a league that's been created specifically for combo projections. That includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, if you want to get down on LeBron and Travis Kelsey at a combo of 10 and a half three-pointers made and receptions, well, you can do that over on Price Picks. Also, Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So, for example, for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only Dancy Fantasy Sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Also, they just added Apple Pay, so it makes it easy for quick withdrawals and easy gameplay. And also, they have an enormous selection of players' stat types on what makes PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. So, how you take advantage of this? All you got to do is go to prizepix.com slash SGPN and make sure you use our promo code SGPN for your first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepix.com slash SGPN, but make sure you use that promo code SGPN. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Lante, uh, let's get into the total for this game. That's currently sitting at 38. Any thoughts on the total here? Yeah, I probably lean to the under. Uh, I, I would go under or nothing. Just, I mean, I think we see a typical AC North uh, football game. The last game was uh, 16-10, didn't even come close to this total. Um, and, and they had the somewhat known commodity at, at quarterback. But if you look at some of the, the season-long stuff for, for Pittsburgh, they've been rotating between quarterbacks. But, I mean, they, they haven't cracked 20 points since week 10. They've only scored over 20 points four times this year. Um, the total yards for them, they had 216 versus Indianapolis, who is a bottom-tier defense. They had 264, 264 versus New England, which is uh, – they had a good rush defense, but, um, you know, the – the past defense is good, especially with all those injuries. Uh, they did perform decent against Arizona. It was a bad defense, 317. And then they had the coming out party afterwards with uh, 421 versus Cincinnati uh, after Canada was fired. And then they resulted back down to 240 uh, versus Cleveland, who's a, a better defense than what they're facing here. But so just a lot of mixed results here. I don't think Pittsburgh, even with um, with Rudolph, I think they played more conservative role. You know, check down here, uh, get Fryman with involved, uh, use both of the backs in the passing game as well. And two of the last three have went under um, in this series. Uh, Cincinnati is uh, Cincinnati's twenty-seven plus in three straight, but this is versus soft defenses. Um, they had they only had three points through three quarters last week and into the fourth quarter, and you saw some of the shenanigans that went on in that fourth quarter. So uh, I think some of that, you know, twenty-seven plus in, in three straight games is a little misleading. But I think we go under here. Both teams struggle on third down offense. Pittsburgh twenty-six. Uh, Cincinnati 21st. So I think we see a lot of three and outs. Uh, I'll be surprised if we see another 16, uh, 10 is, is a good score. I would, I would probably go, you know, 17, 13, uh, 17, 14 type game here. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, you mentioned it that especially in this AFC North division, like when you don't have elite quarterback play, uh, especially like the Steelers don't have right now, they're going to have to win with their defense. And it's not, you can't get into a, Steelers offense is not equipped to get into a shootout, right? And like right. we saw that last week against the Colts, that they were able to put up, what, 30 points in that game. Um, 
And the Steelers just weren't able to put up with it. So I think that if you like the Steelers in this game, like we do, you got to look at the under in this game. Like I mentioned, since the 2015 season for the Steelers in division games, 33, 18 and three against the spread, sorry, uh, to the under, that's close to 64.7% towards the under. So, um, and you take a look at it, they have gone under in three straight division games uh, this season. They actually Browns, Ravens, Bengals, the Steelers have faced were all games that had less than 20, uh, sorry, less than 30 points, 27 against the Ravens, 23 in the games against the Browns, and then 26 against the Bengals. So it seems like that it's a little bit of a correlation that if you do like the Steelers in this game, you want to take a look at taking the under in this game here as well. Um, Monte player props, man. What are you looking at? Yeah, I got three. I think let me see. Uh, do I have three? Yeah, three. So, uh, I'm not sure if we aligned on any of these. Um, so the first one, which I like a lot, which actually I kind of you put me on this, um, a while back. I like Joe Mixon over 19 and a half receiving yards. He's over in four of his last five. Uh, he had four versus Pittsburgh in the previous meeting. Uh, if you look at some of his uh, receptions, targets, he had four plus targets in four of his last seven. In between that time frame, he had three plus receptions in five of those seven. So at 20 yards, basically 20 yards, you're looking at, you know, three, you know, seven or eight yards uh, a catch. I think he can he can get that. He probably can get it with, you know, one or two catches. Uh, so I like mixing over uh, the, the 19 and a half receiving yards. We mentioned how um, Cincinnati has struggled also with defending running back. I mean, how Pittsburgh has struggled with defending running backs. And I think that will be uh, a case for for mixing to, to have a good game here. Uh, also going with Pat Fryer moves over 25 and a half receiving yards. He had a really good game versus Cincinnati in his first meeting, nine for 120. If you look at some of the tight ends versus Cincinnati, versus Cincinnati, um, Hawkinson, six for 83. Uh, Mallory, who's uh, probably a third or fourth string, he had five for 48. Uh, didn't go, didn't have too much of a impact as far as you know yardage wise, but he was moving the chains. Ingram, nine for 82. And then also I mentioned Frymuth had nine for 120. And Dalton Schultz had four for 71. So they're having some success against those. Uh, Titans are having some success against that Cincinnati defense. Uh, Pat Frymuth also had five-plus targets in three of his last four games. I, I think the game plan has to be, you know, keep it simple. Don't want to – I don't think uh, Rudolph is going to be stretching the field by any means. So I think underneath to tight ends and running backs is going to be uh, probably the best bet for him. And uh, last one, I got Tanner Hudson over 25 and a half or 28 and a half. I'm sorry. Receiving yards. He's over in uh, six of nine games this year. He's had four plus targets in three of his four games with uh, Browning. The yardage, he's over in half of those games with Browning, but he's getting the, he's getting the volume. Uh, so I think Tanner Hudson also has a good chance to have a good game here. Uh, and if you look at some of the, the tight ends versus Pittsburgh, in each of the last three games, the tight end has scored. So I would look at uh, you know Tanner Hudson anytime touchdown scorer as well. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals have struggled against a tight end position. I think it was a first game back for uh, Pat Firemuth where yeah. he had 11 receptions, 120 games, or sorry, 120 yards uh, against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I know the recent stats for him haven't aren't jumping off the page, especially because he hasn't really been involved uh, for the um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but. Uh, like I mentioned, he had that game earlier this season against the Cincinnati Bengals, where he's been really good. Um, what was the number you said it was his his yardage? Thirty and a half. Uh, Fry move. Yeah. I, I when I when I did my notes, it was twenty. Uh, what is twenty five and a half? Actually. Okay, let me see. Yeah, yeah I see twenty six and a half. Okay. Yeah, I see twenty six half on on DraftKings, but um, 
Last four yeah, it's games. It's a couple of uh, if you if you shop around, you can you can find twenty five and a half. Yeah, yeah, definitely shop around. Like we always say, find the best number. But um, five career games against the Bengals. The last four games, in fact, he's actually gone over this projection of 25 and a half. He had 40, 75, 79, like I mentioned, 120 uh, in that game last uh, or a couple of weeks ago, I should say, uh, against the Cincinnati Bank. So I do like that as well. I got to go back to my guy, Jalen Warren, man. He's been really good to me this season. I've been banging on this drum about his receiving props um, all season. And again, he got it done for me last week as well against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I do expect heavy doses of Najee Harris and Jalen Warren this game. So for Jalen Warren, if you want to go rushing and receiving or just go receiving, uh, I don't hate that. In a matchup earlier this season, he had 13 attempts for 49 yards and three uh, three receptions for 13 yards. Um, I can think it's a possibility where Najee Harris and both um, Jalen Warren have at least 50 rece- uh, sorry rushing yards in this game. Um Najee earlier the season against the Cincinnati Bengals, 15 carries for 99 yards. So one of his better performances this season and historically against the Cincinnati Bengals, um, he's put up back-to-back games of 90 90 plus uh, rushing yards in those games. So, and he's also scored in back-to-back games against the Cincinnati Bengals. And this one dates back to last season as well. So uh, expect heavy doses of both running backs in this game. So those are the kind of ones I were looking at here. Lonte, anything else for this game? No, that's all I have. All right, before we get over to the next game of the Saturday schedules between the Bills and the Chargers, uh, let me tell everyone uh, about game time. Look, it's that time of year uh, where you are looking to maybe get out to a football game, basketball game, college you know, sports as well, and you need a place to find tickets and you want to have a stress-free experience. Let GameTime help you out. Do yourselves a favor. Just download the GameTime app or just go to GameTime.co and they make it super easy. Some of the great things I love about their app is that it's number one, it's super easy to use and not only for sports. Look, if you have a comedy show that's in your area, you have a theater show that's in your area, whatever the case might be, there's something that you want to get out to that's in your area. They'll have tickets on that app and their app is so easy to use. They always have killer last minute deals. They have tickets right up to the game uh, event or the event that you want to get out to. And they also have images of your seat view before you actually purchase those tickets. So you don't have any surprises when you actually get to the actual venue. You know exactly what to expect when you buy those tickets. It's two taps and you're all set to go. The tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to wait for them in the mailbox. You don't have to haggle through your email box, stressing that they're going to get lost. Nope, they're sent directly to your phone. And they create that stress-free uh, stress-free experience of buying tickets so you can get hyped for the fun that you're going to have. So all you got to do is go to gametime.co, create yourself an account, and use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Again, go to gametime.co or download the app. Create yourself an account. Use our promo code CFBX. And look, they also make a great holiday uh, present. If you are looking for a last-minute gift for your loved ones, coworkers, where the case might be, do yourself a favor. Go to Game Time. Use our promo code CFBX and enjoy uh, going to those events. Again, GameTime.co, promo code CFBX. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app uh, or visit hofbets.com and enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets Revolutionary Parlay Optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to lower which plays are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. 
Join over 30,000 users to research them with Hall of Fame bets or craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit ajoyfbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Lante, let's get into the second game of the uh, schedule on Saturday. That's going to be the Buffalo Bills. They are visiting the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Bills are sitting as a third, sorry, 12-point favorite in this game with a total of 44. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams here, let's start here with the Buffalo Bills. Um, for the Buffalo Bills, on their injury report here as I pull it up, uh, so Justin Shorter, wide receiver, uh, is not going to be active for this game. He was Placed on IR. Um, Ty Johnson, running back, is listed as questionable. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. Um, Jordan Phillips, defensive tackle, was placed on the IR for the Bills. So another injury on their um, defensive front. Micah Hyde is also going to be out for this game. He's dealing with a neck injury and has already been ruled out. Uh, maybe getting some reinforcements back. Uh, Kyrie Elam, cornerback, was activated off of the IR, was a full participant. On Tuesday, we'll see if he plays in this game or not. And uh, Daquan Jones, defensive tackle, has been designated to return from IR on Tuesday. We'll see if those two guys are able to play in this game or not. But Lante Buffalo Bills coming off of two impressive victories. They beat the Chiefs uh, two weeks ago, and then they got the um, uh, they beat the brakes off of the Dallas Cowboys last week at home, and now uh, inserted themselves back into the playoff picture here. Now they go up against a team. That is on their backup quarterback. The head coach got fired. So this is a game that they want to take lightly here if you're the Buffalo Bills. Uh, can you make a case for the Chargers here, or do you think the Buffalo Bills roll? Well, I, I, you can't – probably can make a – I mean, make a uh, – Make a um, recommendation for the Chargers, but man, I can't. I can't do it. The Sharps do love uh, the Chargers. I know uh, a few people who um, were on them at fourteen. I think thirteen and a half. That's why we're down to what we are um, right now. You know, they got the new coach bump. Plus, you know, they're getting embarrassed on national TV. Public's probably going to be all over Buffalo. So you got that angle going for you. But I mean. I mean, I, I don't know if I can do it. I mean, no Keenan Allen. Uh, he He's not. He's probably done for the rest of the oh, year. I didn't get to the injury report for the Chargers. No, it's, Go ahead. it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, but that's he's the most important thing. He's not He's not there. Uh, Bosa's not there on defensive end. Khalil Mack is kind of – he's kind of like veered off and hasn't been as, as good. I mean, uh, Stick, his – his three turnovers versus uh, – he had three turnovers in his first start. A lot of his stats were in garbage time, so, you know, they look good. But I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if you can make a case. They don't have a lot of skill position talent. Um, Eckler, who was supposed to be, you know, one of their better players, he hasn't been doing anything. I think he only had nine yards rushing um, against uh, against the Raiders in, in that Thursday night. I mean, but you can – I can kind of see where they're going with, uh, you know, taking it's a big number to be laying, especially on the road against the Buffalo team who, while they've been playing good as of late, if you're on them, you're probably buying them at the very top of the, the market value. And you mentioned yeah. the injuries uh, for the Bills. I think that's somewhat concerning with Epinesa, Phillips, and, and Micah Hyde. But again, you got to ask yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, can, can Ethan Stick or Ethan Stick take advantage of, of that secondary? Uh, but I think if Buffalo. You can bring their B minus game, B plus game, and, and win the game by, you know, double digits. But fifteen plus, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Garbage time comes in the back back door could be open. Another thing to monitor is uh, James Cook. He was dealing with an illness, didn't practice yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. 
Um, yeah, he yeah he did not practice yesterday, and he's been utilized even more since uh, Brady took over to play calling duties. If you look at um, his numbers, he was 102 total yards versus the Jets, 100 yards versus Philadelphia, 141 versus Kansas City, and of course 227 versus Dallas. So he's been utilized a lot. I mean, he's probably um, been their best player since uh, the firing of Ken Dorsey. He's 32 yards away from uh, 1,000 yards rushing. He'll be the first back to do that below his three since uh, LeSean McCoy in, um, in 2017. So, yeah, man, I mean, the injuries are concerning for Buffalo. Maybe them in and, you know, trying to just squeak by. And I can see why the Sharps are taking the points. Uh, but, I mean, you look at Chargers. They've been pathetic. They haven't scored in the first half in the last three games. Uh, if Allen comes in and doesn't turn the ball over, uh, I think they'll be fine. I don't think he has turned the ball over in his past two or three games. Uh, he's 25-4 and four when he does not have a turnover. So uh, they come in and take care of the ball. Um, I think they can win this convincingly. But I'll probably be staying away, just look at some player props uh, and, and get into the total whenever we get to it. Yeah, I didn't have much for this game either. I mean, maybe if you want to tease the Bills down to minus six, um, I think that's a possibility. But... I do think the Bills do get the job done here, obviously, against um, you know the Chargers here, like you mentioned. We'll be without Keenan Allen, backup quarterback, interim head coach uh, for this Chargers team. I, I just don't I, – I, there's nothing really to play for for the Chargers, right? I think it spoke volumes last week yep. that they got their breaks or beaten off uh, by the Raiders who put up 63 points against them. So how does this team respond? Like is is <laughs> is, is – is, is a motivation still there for the Chargers? I mean, everything is there for the Bills. Like they, they need to win games um, to get into the playoffs. And again, I know they they kind of went up and had a hiccup in the middle of the season there, but now they've won two games in a row. They beat quality opponents in the Chiefs and the chart. Sorry, the uh, uh, the Cowboys last week. And now you're on the West Coast against a team like I mentioned that is just you know pretty much quit. So. I think I would probably just tease the Bills down if I had a choice. I'm not comfortable laying 12 points um, with uh, or double digit points, especially with a road favorite here. That usually doesn't typically go well uh, when you look at it. So I do obviously do think Bills do get the victory here, but uh, I think 12 is a little too much for lay. And again, uh, would you be surprised if they won by four touchdowns here? Absolutely not. Um, total thing at 44 here, Lante. What do you think about that? Yeah, probably go uh, under if anything. I just don't trust. Just the offense of uh, the Chargers, like I mentioned, has scored in the first half uh, in the last games. But I can see a, a way that it gets over uh, uh, two ways would be – the first way would be the Bills just scoring, you know, basically the number itself, make it 40-plus itself. Or they, you know, kind of score early on and let them put the gas and then they let, you know, Chargers come in the back door. So that – I'll stay off of it, the full total. But I do look at the Buffalo Bills team total, probably my best bet. Uh, of this slate, uh, the team total over 27 and a half. Uh, they scored 30 plus in three of the last four games versus way better defenses. Uh, and like I mentioned, if it's a blowout, the Chargers, you know, they could score late to, to push it over, but I would rather have the Bills um, team total go over. I think they could pretty much score with ease here. So I like the Bills team total over 27 and a half. If I had to make a play on it, I would lean under. I think see, we can see maybe a, a 30 to 10 type of game. Um, thirty-six, seven, something like that. Um, I'd be curious to see what the Bills' first half team total is in this game. If it's um, less, I'm, than I'm two, assuming it has to be fourteen and a half with yeah, a twenty or 
14 and a half, 15 and a half with the 27 and a half point four. Yeah, I, I was thinking I if we could get a sneaky 13 and a half in that first half. No, they ain't, uh, they ain't giving you that. You know better. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I see a 14 and a half. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're, not, they're not that dumb. On DraftKings. Um, they also, I know some teams or some books give you total touchdowns in oh, the yeah, first yeah. half or even for the game if you want to look at it that way. I think that's a possibility, um, but again, I, I think I I'm agree with you that the team total is probably the way to attack the yep. Buffalo Bills in this game. Um, I see twenty at twenty seven and a half is at minus one fifteen, so I do like that uh, for the Buffalo Bills in this game. I think they have a lot of success on the offensive side here. Um, Latte player props in this game, man. What are you looking at? Yeah, so I'll start off with uh, Josh Allen. Anytime touchdown score, plus 110. Uh, he scored in three straight games with the worst TD um, and in seven of his last eight. I also like him over 246 and a half passing yards. Uh, he didn't need to pass any at all uh, versus Dallas as, as we said, just ran the ball down Dallas' throat. Uh, he's had success versus below average pass defenses, which is what the Chargers categorize as. Um, if you look at some of the numbers versus poor pass defenses, three, 300 plus for um, Josh Allen versus Philly. He had uh, almost 260 versus Cincinnati, 320 versus uh, Tampa Bay, 359 versus Jacksonville, 320 versus Miami before they they started a resurgence with, with Jalen Ramsey. So I think he could pretty much drop back and throw it all over the yard uh, and have success. He wants to get those receivers happy. Hopefully Gabe Davis can get off the milk card, and he hasn't been uh, good at all this year. Um, Diggs hasn't been good at all either, which will segue into uh, what I think is uh, pretty much correlated dig over 68 and a half receiving yards um he's been struggling big time as of late uh last week you know like i said it was more script driven uh he still had i think four catches for like 38 yards but if you look at the uh the defense of uh, charters the 29th versus wide receiver ones allowing just over 90 yards per game so i think these can come out of the shell and him and Allen could connect a few bombs um i wouldn't be surprised if he has 100 plus uh in this game so i like Allen. Uh, anytime touchdown score, anything with a plus beside it, um, like his passing yards over 246 and a half, and digs over 68 and a half. So those are the three for the Buffalo. Um, for the Chargers, I mean, it's kind of hard to to put uh, like put a bet on a Chargers player with not knowing, you know, how well uh, Stick will play. But he did have extra time to prepare, uh, what nine days to prepare for this game. So hopefully, he can get a little bit better. Uh, and like I said, in garbage time, these receivers are always going to be um, the go-to for him. So I'm going with Josh Palmer over 49 and a half receiving yards. He was solid in his first game back um, since October 29th. He had 100 plus receiving yards in two of his last three games. And before he was injured, uh, he was over this number in four of his last four of his seven games. If you look at some of the receivers, uh, I guess these are somewhat wide receiver ones, uh, maybe one and a half or one A, one B, whatever you want to know. But Lamb, of course, is receiving one seven for fifty uh, or sixty three. Rice seven for seventy two. Devontae Smith seven for one hundred three, uh, and Sutton for Denver eight for fifty three. Um, all of these were versus Buffalo. And if you also look at those uh, each in, in that span, each of those wide receivers that scored a touchdown. So if you want to, you know, throw in some uh, Josh Palmer touchdown props as well, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shot to that. So, yeah, Palmer over 48 and a half, 49 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I think that, number one, you mentioned it. Um, 
that Stefan Diggs, I, th- I think, has a big game. Um, and again, it, it, we talked about this on the propcast. I think Chris mentioned it that so it's like it seems like a buy low spot for uh, Stefan Diggs, right? Just because he hasn't put up the numbers um, for uh, the Bills' offense, and they really have, haven't needed him, right? But we always know that for Diggs, the targets are going to be there, right? Yep. I mean, he's a target machine, but. You know, over the past two weeks, 24 receiving yards to the Chiefs and 48 against the Dallas um, Cowboys. But they've had more of an emphasis on the running game. And I think that's why I really do like Josh Allen over seven and a half rush attempts in this game. Um, he's had at least, I, I think it's, uh, it's just how the numbers in front of me, um, at least nine carries in the last two games. And like I mentioned, when it gets down to it, like Josh Allen is going to put his body on the line, and, and we've seen that yeah. he's he's taken off in the last two games. So eight uh, attempts against the Dallas uh, Cowboys last week, and then he had ten against the Kansas City Chiefs. It makes me nervous that I don't want to get there with the over on his um, uh, rushing yards, just because I had thirty two and a half over against the Chiefs, and those two kneel downs on the at the end of the game cost me the uh, uh, the over on his rushing yard. So I think that attempts that if he does get into the realm of having to kneel down at the end of the game, that counts as rush attempts. So last three weeks, like I mentioned, he's at at least, um, sorry, allow the last three weeks, at least eight rush attempts for um, Josh Allen. So I think that seven and a half at plus one Oh five right now on DraftKings, I really do like that. I like your call on to Stephon Diggs as well. I believe I did uh, bag Joshua Palmer last week, as well as far as a player prop. And again, without, yep. Keenan Allen on the floor that opens or on the on the field that opens about a hundred um, targets for the other wide receivers on, on this team because we know Keenan Allen like Stephon Diggs is a target machine. So if you want to look at Josh Palmer, um, Gerald Everett is the guy I don't hate either. Yeah, he's been pretty solid uh, as well uh, for the Chargers. Back to back weeks, he's had eight targets each and five five receptions each. He's had at least forty receiving yards. And three out of the last four weeks uh, for the Chargers. So that's where I'm kind of at. Um, you already mentioned one uh, touchdown um, score that you'd like for Josh Allen. Did you, have, did you like anybody for the uh, Steelers and the um, Bengals game? Uh, I like uh, Tanner Hudson for for Cincinnati, on the Cincinnati side. Pat Fryer moved for the um, for the Steelers. Also, I like the the running backs more so. Jalen Warren. I think this is more of a Jalen Warren type of game. Um, I, I think he can be able to take over with his his speed and power versus Najee. Um, and Najee had a good game the first time around. I think this is Jalen Warren's um, game right here. So I like Jalen Warren to score a touchdown as well. But the tight ends are, are probably my favorites because I think, I think both defenses are susceptible to giving up um, yardage to tight ends. I like the Fairmouth call. I, I do like that. Um, I mentioned Najee Harris has scored in back-to-back games against the um, the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm trying to find the odds here. Let's see. I got it uh, right here. So Najee is at plus 160. Uh, that's a good number for him. Uh, you yeah, mentioned Pat Fairmouth. Yeah, plus 380 for him to find the end zone. Um, love your call on Josh Allen. I think that's a great number as well. Um that's pretty much it. Josh Palmer plus three fifty, uh, Gerald Everett plus three forty as well. I think those are a couple guys that uh, you may want to look at as far as touchdown scores. Um, yes, sir. All right, Lante. Anything else for the Bills and Chargers game? That's it. 
All right, man, let's do our best bets here for this uh, Saturday card here between the Steelers and the Bengals and the Bills and the Chargers. Where are you going with your best bet? Uh, I'll go with one with uh, from each game. I'll go with Steelers plus three um, for for my first best bet of the game. I just think that I, I can't get to the number um, regardless of Rudolph. I think it's being factored in a little bit too much. And you're, I mean, Browning is, you know, numbers have been fine, but I think Pittsburgh will have something for him here. Um, we saw him struggle again. That was his first start, but we saw them put um, some pressure on him. I think Mike Tomlin will have something ready for uh, for the the Bengals here. So I think they can win the game outright um, as well. So of course, sprinkle on the money line. But I like I'll, I'll take the plus three. I, like I said, I make the game more so pick. Um, and for the other game, I'm going Buffalo Bills over 27 and a half. Uh, the team total. Like I mentioned, three straight games. They well, three out of four games they've been going over against. You know. I guess above average defenses. Um, some some would say you know top five, top six defenses. So I think this is a step down competition defensively for them. Uh, shouldn't have it. Shouldn't have any issue moving the ball through the air. We mentioned the Chargers struggling uh, with the best defense. Don't have they don't have a pass at all. I mean outside of Khalil Mack, and even then he hasn't been great since that since that big game he had. He's kind of held off. So I think Josh Allen will have plenty of time in the pocket. Uh, so I like it over 27 and a half for that. So two spits for, um, for uh, your Christmas Eve. Um, well, not Christmas Eve. It'll be two days before Christmas. So, yeah. Yeah, Christmas weekend. Still got, still got time to cash those. Still got time to cash those bits. Go to the mall, buy you another gift, and then be good. Yeah, I think Lante is probably speaking for himself there uh, about Yeah, him. that's who that's. Um. Yeah, I love those best bets, man. Uh, all right, for my best bet, I'm going to go with the under in the Steelers and the Bengals game. And again, uh, three division or four division games this season uh, for the Steelers. And they have, I think, no, sorry, three division games. Uh, they haven't even sniffed 30 points in either, any of those games. Um, you're dealing with backup quarterbacks. I think this might be the game where Jake Browning does kind of come back down to earth here. Um but I think this is a game where it is, if you like the Steelers, like we both like here, Lante, it's going to have to be one of those games uh, where it's going to be a lower scoring game, like the 16-10s, the 17-13s of the world here. I just don't see the Steelers having a lot of success on offense. And I think even if they get into three touchdowns, I think they can limit the offense of yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm thinking like, right, like you mentioned, 17-14, 17-13 uh, in favor of the Steelers here. So I'll go with the under 38 in the Steelers and Bengals game. Um, Lante, before we get out of here, let's put together our prize picks entry for this uh, Saturday card here. Again, if you haven't already uh, signed up with an account with prize picks, uh, please go in and do so. Go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN. You'll get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, you guys can come in, make your own picks uh, and entries, and uh, you can either play alongside with us as well. So uh, we'll put together our entry here for the games here uh lante where do you want to start here man yeah, i think it's pretty easy i think we got a couple i think we got a couple that we like and we like digs over oh well more um for his yardage um yeah let me i'm sorry like, uh i was trying to pull it up here no you good um you said you said warren uh we like i like warren too but that that i was saying digs um oh, yeah, yeah, another digs. one that we like together yeah digs Diggs, but I like Diggs. I like Jalen Warren as well. Yeah. Let's see where is Diggs? Diggs is okay. I want a. Are right, there we go? Seventy and a half is the number. We'll go with that. 
That's fine. Um, and then I do like Jalen Warren rushing and receiving yards. I think it's a big game for him. That's at 68 and a half. We'll go more on that. Yep. Uh, let's throw out one more. Um, what do you like? I like both tight ends. Um, I don't know which one you'd like better. I like both tight ends. Um, I like Firemouth. Yeah. I also like Mixon receiving yards over as well. Mixon. If you want to throw four in there. Yeah, let's go Mixon more than 18 and a half. Oh, yeah. Receiving yards. And then let me look for Firemouth. He's at 26 and a half. So we'll go more on that. All right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so Jalen Warren rushing and receiving more than 68 and a half yards. Joe Mixon more than 18 and a half receiving yards. Pratt, Pat Firemuth more than 26 and a half receiving yards. And Stephon Diggs more than 70 and a half receiving yards. We'll go with a hundred dollar entry on that. On the power play, that'll get you a thousand dollars in return and if you want to do a flex play maybe you want some a little bit of insurance hey hey there's nothing wrong with that we're not going to judge you for that but if you do get three out of those four that hundred dollar entry will pay you about half of that so five hundred dollars so flex play three out of four gets you five hundred but hey we 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 let it ride here at uh sports gambling podcast network so four for four will get us a nice return of a thousand dollars for our prize pricks entry all right, Lance, that's going to do it, my man, for this episode for the Saturday schedule in the NFL. We got a doubleheader, uh, Bengals and Steelers, and then Bills visiting the Chargers. So uh, hopefully we found some more winners here for our listeners. Anything else you want to mention, my man, before we get out of here? No, that's it. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, hopefully we can put some money in the pocket for uh, late gifts and even after New Year's festivity. So, yeah, man, looking forward to uh, I think we got a few more shows to knock out uh, yeah. for the week. So, yeah, man, looking forward to it. Yeah, we still got a triple header on Monday uh, for Christmas Day. So me and Lante yep. will record that probably early Saturday morning. So if you guys want to tune us with this, then uh, on the NFL Gambling Podcast YouTube channel, we'll go through all three of those games as we always do, side total player props, um, and we'll handicap those games on Saturday morning. So again, great reminder to not only subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast YouTube channel, but also follow us on Twitter at SGPNNFL. Uh, you make sure to follow Lante on X. That's at XXLanteXX. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Good luck with your bets on the Saturday card. Uh, let's break these books off and let it ride.